0: Well, good morning, and uh, we are excited to continue our series backstory that we started on Easter Sunday last week, and we're looking at kind of the the story, those things that happen to lead up to the amazing points in time that we celebrate around Easter and after Easter. And so, uh, you know, last week we talked about Easter, and we talked about that amazing cataclysmic event that changed all of human history, and it definitely changed and impacted so many lives. And, you know, kind of some of the events that happened right after Easter, I want to walk through, kind of as a preview to what we're talking about today. If, after Jesus rose, he had all these uh, different interactions with multiple people, and he he, he spoke with different people and he had these moments in time and he, he started to explain even what all led before it. And, and he talked about how, you know, like they were going to carry on and the Holy Spirit would come on them. And when Jesus... Jesus ascended into heaven. He gave the kind of last words in the Great Commission saying, you know, go into all the nations and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the people who were following were then like commissioned with that task. Now it's our time to move forward and to do something and to proclaim and continue this message on and proclaim it to the world. And so they were waiting around and trying to figure out exactly what would happen. And the Spirit of God came upon them, and God uh, did exactly what He said He would do. And they were filled with God's Spirit, and filled with power, and filled with excitement. And, and God gave them you know, that amazing ability to do what came after that. And it was amazing, the, uh, the real central figure in the the moments right after the resurrection, was Peter. And the the book that follows in the Bible, the gospel message, the story about Jesus, is the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And really the beginning of the book of Acts is, is about the Acts of Peter. Of course we understand it's God's Spirit and God doing it and God working in and through him. But Peter is an incredible figure in the first few uh, chapters of the book of Acts, where like in that moment in time where God's spirit comes upon him, he gets up and he preaches an unbelievable message and he explains to them exactly what God is doing. And 3000 people on that day are baptized. That is quite a day. And he's going around, and all of these different encounters he has with people. There's one day, you know, he's walking along, and there's a beggar there uh, asking for money. He says, I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll show you what I, what I do have. And he, he said, get up and walk. And he, the person was healed. And all of these amazing things took place. And, of course, God was doing amazing, incredible things through these people to demonstrate That yes, this is the church that's going to carry on my message. These are the people that are going to carry on this message of resurrection. And amazing things were taking place. And Peter was the center of it all. And sometimes if you read through the first, you know, the the chapters of the book of Acts, it's amazing what's going on in these lives and the power of God that is on Peter and what he's doing. It's incredible. And if you read that in isolation, it would be, it would just, it would kind of be like uh, looking at Peter as just this superstar figure that was right in line with God, doing incredible things, and was just, had God's spirit upon him, and was incredibly faithful, fearless, bold, and just had it all figured out. Amazing. But we know Peter, like all the other apostles like us, had a backstory as well. And he had a story of things that like he struggled with and times that he had to go through in order to get to that moment in time where God used him in this most profound way in one of the most important times in history. There had to be things that he went through. There had to be struggles that he dealt with. And so we want to look. At the backstory of Peter And, and um, Peter is an interesting, interesting person Because when I was a kid We would, you know I, I went to church and I'd hear stories about You know, the different disciples and stuff And I was like I wasn't the biggest fan of Peter Okay, I just gotta be honest My middle name is John And so, like as a kid I was like This Peter guy is getting a little too much ink How about John? All right? John is solid. John is like, he doesn't seem to be as flaky and up and down as Peter. How about John? You know, we like John. And, and, and that was my opinion. And everybody, you know, I remember, this is, this is some goofy stuff, but um, now kids are like, who's your favorite baseball player? I remember having an argument in, in Sunday school classes. Who's your favorite? Decide-? And everybody, Peter, Peter. Peter is so amazing. I like Peter. I was like, John. John is the guy. All right? Come on. It's John. Uh, Tyler, John. Uh, and, you know, I, that's that was kind of my thought because I saw all these stories. I was like, this guy is out of control. I remember that as a kid thinking, this guy is out of control. This guy is out of – he's crazy. And as Tim just alluded to and the song that we just sang alluded to – you know Peter's the guy that will jump out of the boat to to walk on water next to Jesus, but then he'll fall. When, you know when, when like he's out there in the middle of it, he's so impulsive and rash and does all these things and just kind of like gets himself in over his head. And it's just the up and down and all this craziness. I'm like, all right, I'm a John fan. It's a little more calm. But Peter, as I've grown older, I. I'm starting to relate more to Peter. I don't know about you. I'm starting to relate a little bit more to Peter. Um, he is this kind of person that has struggles, that has ups, that has downs, that has these moments in time. There's two particular stories right around the story of Easter that kind of like sum up some of these ups and downs. In John 18 and in other Gospels, it tells us about how Jesus is about to get arrested and the crowd comes to arrest Jesus. And all of the things are going to go into motion for Jesus to go to the cross and all of and be beaten and all of this stuff. So they come in the middle of the night to arrest Jesus. And Peter jumps up, grabs his sword, and cuts at somebody's ear. Okay? You heard that before? And Jesus is like... Put the stinking sword down. Put it down. Put it down. And he heals the man's ear. And he like, said, this is, this is not it. This is not what we're doing. But that's a picture of Peter. He's, he's impulsive and he's ready to go. And he's like, but he doesn't maybe think it all through. Is this what we're going to do? Is, are we going to get in a sword fight with a bunch of Roman soldiers? Is this what we're going to do? Is this what the message of Jesus is all about? And Jesus is like, put your sword Away. And that's what he tells Peter to do. And then really soon, right after that, there's this story in the book of Luke. And so if you'd read with me in the book of Luke, chapter 22. And, you know, this is just this is the ups and downs. And this is the the interesting thing about this character in the Bible. It says this in Luke 22, 54. Um, This is after Jesus is arrested. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned to him and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. I forgot to give you all that backstory about how Jesus at the Lord's Supper looked at Peter and said, you know, you will disown me before the rooster crows, before sunup. And this is fulfilled in this way. But you see, these, I mean, these emotional ups and downs, these uncertainties, these like these moments of I'm gonna fight for this and this is what I'm gonna, you know. I, I know I'm going to fight to the death for Jesus or I'm going to run away and I'm going to hide and I'm going to like deny that I even know him. These ups and downs are the backstory of Peter, this amazing person who is like so fearless after the resurrection. And so I want to think about some of, these, some of these things and see if maybe you can relate like I can relate. See if you can relate to some of these, these struggles. The struggles of faith. The struggles of, of like the emotional ups and downs. Of moments of clarity and moments of fear. Moments of like, I, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. And other moments where it's, where it's like difficult and uncertain. Is... First of all, Peter, we see that he, he's fighting the wrong fight. When he's out there and Jesus is arrested, he's, he has this tendency to fight that wrong fight. It's admirable. And in some ways, I kind of like it, right? Kind of like the fighting spirit of Peter saying, like, we're going down and we're, you know, I'm going to get a sword out and I'm going to defend Jesus. Kind of like that. But the reality is, is, it was misplaced. His ambition, his passion, all of that is, was, was misplaced. And you know what? I, I've encountered this many times in my own journey and many times, you know, dealing with other people and talking with other people. Is that sometimes this emotional up and down of trying to figure out faith, trying to figure out life, trying to figure out priorities, sometimes, you know, we're fighting the wrong fight sometimes. Sometimes we're, we're, maybe we're passionate and excited, but we're, we're going in the wrong direction. We, we haven't been directed in the right path. We're, we're not fighting for the right things. You know, it's, it, it's so interesting so many times. You know, we, we just came off a series talking about how Jesus demonstrates clearly and says, My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. It's different. My kingdom is is a heavenly kingdom. My kingdom, how my power is displayed is in things like serving others and doing these things. Sometimes maybe we get fired up or maybe we get angry or maybe we get excited and maybe that's a good thing. But maybe it's misplaced. Sometimes sometimes. Maybe we even like churn what we think is like the fight for God on around and are are angry and fighting and yelling about like political things. Sometimes I've seen people that are so passionate and want to do things and they fight like like referees at softball games. And it's like, what are we fighting the right, right fight here? Like, is this really what you're like fighting for? Is this it? Sometimes, you know, like we're, we're in this, this fight to the death with our boss or our employer. Sometimes we take you to our house and we have this holy rage in this fight against our spouse or kids or whatever it may be because <clears throat> we just want things to be the way they should be. And that's, in a way, Peter, in this instance, you're not going you're, you're to do that. And he jumps up, and he starts, and he's the first one to be ready to pick that fight. And he's passionate, and he's excited, and in some ways it's admirable, but it's misplaced. I remember when I was uh, in high school, and, and this is how I can kind of relate to Peter. I really felt strongly, and I came to a point in time in my life where I felt like God was clearly calling me and and guiding me in my life to pursue uh, uh, being a pastor and to to put my focus and my career goals and all of those things towards that instead of other goals and ambitions that I had had previously and God worked in my life to do that and I remember this was something that was just kind of bubbling up inside of me and I was so like excited about it but uh, that like I remember on one occasion, I couldn't even sleep at night. Because I I began thinking about, look at the world all around. Look at, this place is a mess. And I just remember just tossing and turning in my bed and just like being all agitated and looking around and thinking about some of my friends and thinking about what's going on in the world. And I just couldn't even stand it. I couldn't even sleep. And I remember waking my dad up and saying, "I." I can't sleep. This world is a, this world is a crazy place. we got to do something about it. And my dad, in his wisdom, was like, Tyler, I appreciate that. Listen, can we do it in the morning? <laughs> you know, um, can we talk about this in the morning instead of at 2 a.m.? But I remember there was something inside me that was just, I was just, like, this was a new thing. And I was excited. And I wanted to do the right thing. And I just couldn't even contain myself. And that, in many ways, I think that's admirable. And that's a process we go through. And that's something that is so that, that like leads us to understand Peter more and how he was he was so bold later on. But he had to just he had to figure out some other things too. And you see the counter. And you see the opposite, and you see the ups, and you see the crash. In Luke 22, where all of a sudden now, when things are getting tough, the fears creep in, and the doubts creep in. And yes, he was passionate, and yes, he was excited, and yes, he was going to conquer the world. But then, all of a sudden, there's some other things that emerge, that begin to creep into his thinking. And there's doubts. So he has some zeal, but he needs a little bit of wisdom. And he needs a full perspective. And and this I can relate to as well. Maybe there's moments in time in your life where you, you, you look around and you're like, I don't get it, God. I don't get exactly what's going on right here. And I remember in the same kind of like era in my life when I, there was nights when I was up at night saying, I'm going to conquer the world. I remember I'd go to school and hang out with my friends and I would kind of like put on an act and pretend like maybe I wasn't that, that much of a Christian. And I would like be afraid if somebody asked me about my faith. Or I'd be afraid to share with somebody else when they needed a message of hope. And so I can relate, I can understand that there's like these moments of these ups and downs, and this is where Peter was, and this was the backstory in his life and there maybe has been times in your life where you've been around other people and you thought man if i if I really follow God with my whole heart, maybe people will think i'm odd. maybe people will think or find out about me and not like me anymore. And there's that fear that creeps in. And there's doubts that creep in. Is this, can you imagine the doubts that Peter must have as Jesus is getting arrested and about to you know, be put to death? Maybe he really isn't the one we've been looking for, the Messiah that was prophesied about. Maybe I was wrong. And so it's later in the scripture, after Jesus raises from the dead in John 21, where we see the story where, where Jesus comes to Peter and he has an encounter with Peter on the beach out where you know, they were like fishing. And he has this encounter with Peter and he talks to Peter and he's, he's, they're eating together and he says, Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, I love you. And he says again, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, I love you. And he says the third time, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, I love you. And in that moment, it's kind of the restoration process, the redemption process of Peter, who is this person that like had this great moment of failure right before Jesus would go to the cross. And Jesus says, I know you love me. And he redeems him and he forgives him. And Peter, from then on, is kind of the peter we know he's the peter that in the book of acts leads the church fearlessly and does something different let me just tell you that there is there are these struggles there's these ups and downs there's the moments where we're maybe enraged and we're ready to fight and there's moments in time where we want to run away listen these things do not disqualify you for what God wants to do in your heart, in your life, moving forward. There are times, and there are ups and downs. There are those swings. There are those, like, times. And, and Easter is a good time to kind of really think about that. Because Easter is, the reality of Easter, and we can see it, even just physically as we gather every week, is Easter is exciting. Easter, lots of people show up. Easter, there's eggs and flowers. So everybody is ready to go and excited. And it's easy, really, on Easter Sunday. And that isn't up. But you know what? Every Sunday is not Easter Sunday. And there's a grind. And there's a struggle. And there's an emotional thing that we go through that sometimes, 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 We are close to God, and sometimes we're terrified. And sometimes we can't quite figure it out. And God comes to us in that moment. And that's what you need to see in Peter's life. He comes to us in that moment. He says, I know that there are these ups and downs. And what can we do to to move forward? To walk through it? For you to be redeemed, for you to be, for you to understand fully and clearly that whatever struggles, doubts, failures you've had, that you can move forward and I'm with you. And maybe those things that you've walked through can be moments in time that really define and do something different in your life. And that's what happens to Peter. Peter. There's a clarity that comes into focus. And I think it's a really important message that we have to reflect on around Easter. That there's a clarity that comes when Peter recognizes and realizes that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. There's a clarity that comes into focus and all of a sudden he starts to realize... This will be the driving force. This will be at the core of who I am. The doubts and the fears that plagued me in the past will start to fade away. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's been settled. I believe. And you see some of the words that Peter writes in 1 Peter named because Peter wrote it first Peter 1 18 and 19 think about all that he's gone through and how he's reflecting and sharing these words with us says this for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He's saying, look at the things, look at what has happened. It's not like, it's not like just, you know, a bunch of money or a bunch of ritual or routine or any of those other things have saved you. It was the God of the universe's blood blood on the cross that saved you. Be clear in your mind what has taken place. 1 Peter 2, 24 says this. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And, and you can just, if you understand all the backstory and all the up and downs and all the things that Peter has gone through, and you hear his words right now, he's saying, Listen, it has been accomplished. It is finished. Like Jesus said. By his wounds, you're healed. You're healed. I hope and I pray for you that you understand that that there is this journey there is doubts there is struggles there's moments in time where it's difficult and there is fear and there are those things that come into our lives but what happened to Peter is at some point in time what was unclear became clear Jesus died and rose again He saw that take place, and he was a witness to it. And he went out with boldness and without fear, and he proclaimed boldly. He said, you know what? By his wounds, I am now healed. It's clear. And he came to that point in time where he was able to fight that fight, the right fight, where he was able to see clearly what he wasn't able to see before, that he was able to act without fear and without running away. And without all those ups and downs. The resurrection of Jesus Christ should bring some clarity into our minds. And if you're struggling and if there's ups and downs and if there's, there's fear and failure and times where you're not close to God. We need to cling to and dwell on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and settled it all. And it's been done. And it's by his wounds you're healed. Will you join me in prayer? God, there is times that there's doubts that creep into my life. There's times where there's an emotional struggle within me. But God, I cling to the resurrection. I cling to what I believe. I've put my faith and I've put my trust in you, God. So thank you for giving me the ability to persevere, to continue on. To know without a shadow of a doubt. That by your wounds, I've been healed. I've been forgiven. I've been set free. That it'll be okay. So God, in this room today, I pray that if there's people that are struggling with doubts, if there's people that are struggling with fear, if there's all these ups and downs that that are just getting in the way, God, I pray that you would come to us and give us an assurance of your salvation. That you would do something in our hearts and lives right now. That your spirit would come upon us like it did Peter. That your spirit would come upon us and testify to us that we are children of God. The sins that have gone on in the past, God, that you redeem and we are healed. We're forgiven. We're children of God. The times that we feel worthless, we we put that aside and we cry out to you and we recognize, no, that's not true. I'm a child of God. The fears and the doubts that creep in about different things that we're doing in our life that we would say, no, Jesus rose from the dead. What was unclear before is becoming clear and I put my faith and trust in. God help us and encourage us because it's a struggle sometimes. believe strongly that if we seek it, if we seek God, if we seek that clarity, God comes alongside us and he testifies with us in our heart that we are children of God. We are forgiven. We are okay. And God can give us a peace that passes all understanding. So if your heart is unsettled right now, ask God for peace. Ask God for peace in what you believe and peace in in what you put your hope in. Peace that when God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And while there may be memories of past failures or doubts, you're clear on one thing Christ has risen. Right now, if you're struggling with a fear, with the doubt, cry out to God. Ask his spirit to come upon you and give you strength.